0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 448 of the Drunk National Podcast. I'm host as always I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the Man, the Myth, the Legend. He's vaxxed, he's waxed, and he's ready to play that sax. He is the man the myth, the legend, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: Wow. Anyway, I'm doing all right. I'll tell you what. If there's anything that I could say about this past week, there's two things. One, professional wrestling has officially became more interesting to me. And two, there's a bunch of fucking good games on Xbox Game Pass that I've been playing, (laughs) and I have been happy on both sides of things. So I'm doing pretty good. I'm definitely craving to play more stuff on Game Pass, especially a couple of the games that I have been playing over the past week and a half and finished one. So how have you been, Tyler?
0: I'm doing okay, Gables, you know it's uh it's a Saturday night. As always when recording this uh, we're we're starting very late. We got on the we got on Skype at the normal time. Usually it's a little after nine o'clock my time. Uh, and then Gables hopped on I'm like, hey uh, I'm watching SummerSlam. You want to watch it? You're like, sure. it was supposed to be over at, so it's supposed to be over at 10 o'clock my time. That was what they said because, uh, long story short, uh, they're in Vegas. There's a Pacquiao boxing fight going on next door from where WWE is holding their wrestling event and the main events start at 10 o'clock. So they're supposed to be done at 10 o'clock to, so all the fans that have tickets to both events could leave, then go watch the Pacquiao fight. um, and the show didn't, so SummerSlam didn't actually get up getting over until like a, after eleven o'clock. So now we're starting. So I'm like, ah, we'll just bullshit and watch wrestling. I'll just share my screen with Gables and we can watch for, you know, forty five minutes or so. And then now nah, two hours later, here we are. <laughs> but it was a good time. We had fun watching good wrestling. You know, actually, you know, it's when WWE's good, it can be it can be fun sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Gables, it's uh, uh, you know, we 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 both fell off harder on WWE. We both pop in for the bigger stuff, but like AEW has been. uh a revelation uh, for uh, wrestling fans. It's definitely made... It's made wrestling great again. Uh, to steal a line from some douchebag. <laughs> uh, uh, but so, sorry. If no, there's sorry.
1: anything that... Also, if there's anything else Evelyn, this past week is that now AEW is official competition to WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately. Like, WWE has to match pound for pound what this promotion is going to do now. Because they're hitting on all cylinders.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're it's awesome. It's fun. Just we were talking about it for the show. It's like whenever you watch AEW, it just feels like a fucking party and everybody's invited. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they're not doing pretty good, you know? Uh long week. Uh just been me trying to get all the gaming in on uh basically the weekends the last month or so. have been the only time I could have time to play games. So, it's been me trying to like have like a nice relaxing weekend, get all my shit done and also Trying to like cram in all of my gaming time, uh, so yeah, other than that, you know, I'm doing okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it's, it's we're doing some weird, some weird shit here, guys. So, if you're watching this on YouTube and you can actually see our beautiful faces, um, that means this whole experiment worked. Uh, so what's going on is, uh, we've been doing the live streaming for the show, like on Twitch, and I've been pu- putting them over onto our YouTube channel. So you can have the video version for probably the last six, eight months now. Uh, then the issue has been is like sometimes uh, I don't have the greatest computer in the world. Uh, it's like a $700 computer I bought at Best Buy. It's pre-built, nothing fancy about it. It was just, I got two monitors here, but I mean, there's nothing really fancy going on with this stuff. It's great for doing the podcast and, you know, having multiple, multiple screens and I got a going, got Skype going. And I got the show notes over here. Uh, then trying to do the, the video part of it with the live streaming and the great part was like, Oh cool. We'll live stream it on Twitch. And then I'll just export that straight over to our YouTube channel. Boom, boom, done. I don't have to worry about you. So now you can, when you listen, if you're listening to the show on YouTube, you can actually see us instead of just having the, our, our, uh, logo, uh, as a, as a, as the, as the, the screen the whole time. Um, so the issue has been the last, you know, it's happened a couple other times too, but, um, the last month or so, uh, it's just a lot of stress on my computer. We're trying to have, like I said, I got the show notes up, uh, which I've been trying to fix that by using my phone. Uh, I have no other things using my internet right now. I have the best internet I could possibly get at my apartment. I have it's not great, but it's, it's still really good, but it's not like it's not gigabit internet or anything. Um, but I can't get any better than what I got. Uh, my computer is, like I said, not the s- toughest in the world. So if it had issues when we were recording the show and it'll stop streaming all the way through. And I'm not like the, the video editing is not something I, I, I want to do uh, nor know how to do. I could probably figure it out, but I don't, I mean, I figured, figured out how to do all the other shit. Like, you know, figure out how to do it. I didn't, I figured out a, literally what audacity was the day before we recorded this first show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and how to edit on like, as we were recording the shows and I figured out how to, I figured out, I didn't know what OBS was until, literally like a couple days before we started doing live streaming for the first time. So I could probably figure it out. I just, I don't have a lot of free time. Like I said, I don't know. Like the weekends is all the free time I have for anything ever. Uh, and I really don't want to spend a lot of time video editing and trying to figure out how all that shit's going to work. Like I said, I don't have the greatest computer in the world. Uh, it just seems like it'd be more stress on, on my grill here. Um, so we've had issues while streaming where the stream cuts and then, it'll come back on, but then like a minute of it's gone of our podcast. But then now it's broken up in like five or six chunks. So instead of me, like I was a couple of episodes a few weeks ago where I posted it. And like the first like hour and like 10 minutes was on there. And then like two minutes was cut out in the middle. And then it came back for the last 15. And then like the last minute got cut off and I posted them on there. That was just like, that was the best I could do. Uh, then, Then unfortunately the only way for me to like get, our audio version on there because unfortunately the, the pr- person we use now for our podcast anchor, who is our sponsor. Thank you very much. Uh, every time you guys click that, you download our podcast, we get a little bit of money for that, which we really appreciate. But, um, unfortunately the only downside about them is they don't, what before our previous people that we use for, um, posting our, our podcast would automatically post to YouTube. They do not do that for us. So we have to do it ourselves. And the only people I could find to do it, they do it for free. Uh, is very low quality audio. So our show sounds pretty bad on YouTube, which I'm sorry for, but that's just the best we can do without me paying, you know, $15 a month for uh, a service that I'm only going to use once in a while, which I don't like, you know, a few times a year and I don't want to pay, I don't want to do that. Um, so right now what we're doing is we're, I am recording this on our, um, on OBS, but I'm not streaming it. So if you are seeing our faces, that means the experiment worked because we are, I did, we did a little test. We recorded a few minutes. I checked it out and we talked like normal. We had a conversation, I checked it out. Everything seemed to work fine. We didn't do like a whole full on podcast. So literally we're doing this right now. So I don't know why I'm going through this whole process today because you'll know obviously if this worked or not, whether or not how you're listening to us. Um, but um, yeah, that. It, so if people want to know what's going on with the future if we're not why we're not live streaming on Twitch, um, stuff like that. That this is the reason why. Um, I apologize for that. I like I said, I just um, I don't have the best computer world. I don't have the money to buy a better computer, and I'm not a computer guy. So I, could I do upgrades to it? Probably. Uh, I don't. I, but that's I don't have the time, like I said, or the money to to upgrade this shit. So doing the best I can with what we got. Um, so yeah. Anyways. That is what's going on with us on the, in the future of this podcast, at least on the YouTube side. Uh, audio side, nothing will change for you. Uh, but cross your fingers. Hopefully this works because I really would like to have a be able to do video um, for our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, anyways, Gables. Uh, we've had a decent week of news, and let's yes. jump into it because it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I do want to jump into, first off, we had the Pokemon Presents, mm. which uh, was announced... Uh, I think it was in that was it announced. Did we talk about it last week? Oh, we did yes. talk about last week. We did. It was yeah, usually, cuz usually they announce that shit like 2 days in advance. They actually gave us like a decent notice. So it started off as like it was 28 minutes, it was the longest one ever, uh by far. Uh started off they they gave us a bunch of news on uh like updates on like they announced Pokemon Unite's coming to phones, I think to September 22nd. Uh they announced like if like um enough people pre- uh, pre-register you get this. Po- you get the Pikachu skin. Uh, they also announced that some other characters, some other Pokemon coming to uh, Pokemon Unite. They announced some updates to Pokemon Masters EX, and then Pokemon Cafe Mix, uh, which is now becoming uh, Pokemon uh, Cafe Remix. I believe is the name of that thing now. Um, but the big thing they did was they they like, kind of like jumped into and they gave a lot of details on. Um, uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pearl, um, Whatever the hell they're called, uh, I, I I can never I, I'm never gonna be able to remember the names of them. Um, but we got a lot of updates on that. Gables, I'm I'm kind of curious, you know, we, we so we got we've seen a lot of that. We got a bunch of gameplay on that, um, you know, kind of showing some of the n- new improvements and just kind of more story going on with it. So you're the Pokemon guy. I want to throw to you before we get to the Arceus stuff. What was your thoughts well, from what we saw with uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl?
1: All right, the first thing I noticed right off the bat was there was definitely remastered... There was definitely, like, a renovation in terms of the graphical fidelity of the game from the last time we officially saw it, which was during its unveiling. So, in regards to the graphical upgrades and stuff, it's there. Obviously, it's still in the chibi art style, which, hey, their choice in that regards and stuff, I kind of felt like the... Uh, overall, the kind of beta footage from before, the kind of plain this and that and stuff, but they really... I feel like they went above and beyond in terms of retouching up a lot of the aspects of how brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl looks. The overworld, the overworld thing looks pretty cool. They have elements to where it borrows things from past games, like from Hard Gold and Soul Silver, where you have your the top member of your party is like walking with you as you're going through and doing this and doing that. I did like the fact that they go through and uh, showcase a lot of the old features that were, a equivalent, that were there when the original games launched, wait, when... That was in regards to using like the Explorer kit and stuff like that to go underground and quintessentially like, uh, you know, farm for like minerals and stuff like that that you could use or certain stones or certain items that you would discover, right? And then you would like use for different other types of things in order to exchange for another item or this or that. I do like that they're bringing back the Union Room, even though I think they went on and later on said after the conference thing, after that video was shown, is they're not they're not really aiming towards like competitive online Pokemon stuff with these two games in specifics. I think they're still saving it for like like Pokemon Sword and Shield currently at this moment in time. But that aside and stuff, it has gone back in regards to what. What uh, features were prevalent inside the original Diamond and Pearl releases, which, you know what, it didn't really take a lot to really impress me in regards to this. Graphical fidelity, it looks nice. There are some older elements and stuff to where they definitely bring back in this game. They have some new, like, contest things, you know, for Pokémon contests. That comes back in almost a full effect. Looks like it's a little bit more evol- involved in stuff. There's the Pokeball customization stuff that was prevalent back in those generation of uh, the fourth generation of uh, Pokemon games. So there's definitely some good stuff that has been added to it. What's fairly interesting and stuff is like seeing seeing aspects of some of the characters, like uh, some of the uh, the old characters and stuff returning back and stuff, and seeing the new character designs in regards to like some of their art styles and this and that. But I was left with the impression that this game is definitely going to be worth picking up. That's how I kind of felt about it. I mean, regardless of which, Diamond and Pearl, I was going to go ahead and pick up anyway. But yet, I even have more incentive now to go through and play through this game. Because of... There seems to be enough classic Diamond and Pearl to where I want to delve into it and stuff. But there's also enough like new things that I want to try out. And like want to try to go and experience. Like, they even added a little section that wasn't there originally with uh like customly designing your character that was something new that they brought along that was from gen 6 and gen 7 you know those went into further detail to customize your trainer in regards to different clothes or different shoes or different outfits and stuff but uh yeah brilliant diamond and shining pearl is definitely shaping up to be a interesting release to say the least Obviously, I've read a couple different things, watched a couple of different uh, YouTube videos in regards to Billion's Diamond, Shining Pearl, the reactions to that. You know, a lot of the hardcore Pokemon fans, they're going to delve into this, they're going to go through and play it. A lot of people, there are definitely a fair share of people, I shouldn't say a lot, but a good fair share of people that are not interested in it. They pretty much kind of uh, went their own separate way after how polarizing Sword and Shield was for them but uh, at the same time and stuff it's like there are people that are disappointed that there's no online like a competitive online Pokemon fights you know battles in that regards kind of like how like in past reiterations of uh, remasters like even like hard gold soul silver or even like omega ruby alpha sapphire to where there was an online battling component to where you would bring forth like your different Pokemon from different games have it their own different types of meta introduce a whole different types of different things But I'm in the group where I feel like it's not really necessary in this type of release because the main focus you want to do with, like, Diamond and Pearl in general is, like, to reestablish what made this game, what made these two games great to begin with. And on top of that, focusing on the core group of Pokemon that you got going, which uh, is pretty much Gen 1 through Gen 4, focus on that group and what was introduced in the game on top of, like, polishing a whole bunch of things to make it better you know that's pretty much what i've been wanting to experience with it but uh anyway tyler what were you thinking too much what were you thinking about like brilliant diamond shining pearl
0: um it's kind of more what i said last week where it's just like nothing really blew me away um you know like it wasn't like it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was just like like i said it's kind of like how i felt last week where it's like i feel like you know like gables you're definitely like you're that you're in that crowd where it's like you're for, that, you know, you love this. Do you want, you're just, you're going to buy it. um, You know, and I was in that crowd where it's like, I wanted to see what, you know, what they could do to sell me on it. And I wasn't really expecting, I went in with very low expectations with this, where it's like, I need to be sold on it, but I'm not like, I know that like, this might not be for me and that's fine. Yeah. I would, if it was, if it, I wish it was, but like this, this definitely seems like this is that generation. That's just, I'm in that, like that middle ground where it's just, you know, where it's like it's not for me. There's like that, that there's that middle ground there between like basically like black and white to like, um, the generation before, uh, was black and white before this one? Or is it after this one? Or is it Ruby and Sapphire was before this one?
1: Um, let's see. Wait, Ruby and Ruby Sapphire. Sapphire was
0: Game Boy Advance, right?
1: Yes. It was for Game Boy Advance. This is, yeah. For the so I had Diamond back pearl for- was for DS
0: yeah so it's basically i'm I'm sorry excuse me on that one so ruby and sapphire to like kind of like black and white too probably where it's like that is like that weird generation for a lot of us like pokemon fans that kind of like we were big in the beginning we left in the middle and then we came back for like x and y and that's kind of when you know pokemon really blew up again i think in the mainstream and I, i'm like that i'm in that crowd where you know it's just like i'm not gonna sit there like it's easy for me to say right now i'm not gonna buy this thing because like I've said this about about a bunch of games. Oh, fuck that. I'm not gonna buy this fucking thing. And then like it comes out and I'm like, ah, fuck. Okay. I guess I'll go buy it. So like, I'm not gonna rule it out. Um, it comes out, I think it's like mid November. Um, I think I can't remember the exact date. I think it's like the 16th or something like that. Um, but, uh, I'm not gonna rule it out that I'm going to get it. But like, as of right now, like I said, it's just like, like I said last week, it's more about, like, for me, it's just, like, I there's th- these certain Pokemon that, like, you know, it's... I, I play these Pokemon games because it's, like, brings back my childhood. It reminds me of, like, you know, it's that nostalgia factor. And, like, these games, I just don't have nostalgia for them. You know, it's like Ruby and Sapphire. Like, I played those when they remade them on 3DS. And I just... I I put 10, 15 hours into them and I fell off of them. Uh, same with Sun and Moon, where it's just, like, I don't have... I you know I I love the nostalgia more than I love the games itself. So um yeah, oh sorry, excuse me, I had a Oktoberfest. So good. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's uh yeah, I mean like I said, I I want to I'm, I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to like rule it out that I'm going to get it, but right now I'm not like you know drooling over this right now, but uh a game I am drooling over gables is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Mm. Um so we got a lot more gameplay for this definitely if you didn't think they were trying to tell you this was a po- Pokemon breath of the wild, you can't deny it now. Um 'cause cause that's exactly what they were trying to do in this thing. And like showed off a bunch Showed uh, show. We had another trailer for this showing off a good chunk of the world. Uh, we got to see the battle system, how that works out. where like, they're basically like this really is breath of the wild. Like they essentially even have the blood moon or like lightning strikes And all the Pokemon's eyes turn red. And they (laughs) start to fucking attack you and you can dodge roll and all that shit. Um, You can, like, run around the wild and, like, throw a Pokeball down and have a a fight. Uh, The battle system is slightly different now. We're still turn-based. But, like, you uh, actually, like, you can see, like, the turns on the side of the screen. Yep. Where we, like, you can actually see, like, sometimes if a Pokemon has speed is fast enough, like, you can actually, like, attack multiple times in a row or... Um, you know, you actually had like some real benefits to it, like where it felt like sometimes it was like, I mean, it definitely there was always like a, sh- a deep strategy there to like you build up your speed, like you're, you know, you can you're gonna always get to attack first, but like it definitely like then, then after that, I was just turned back to back and forth, but like this one, like it actually makes us feel like that shit matters more than ever before, which is kind of cool. Um, where it's like if you have a Pokemon, you have, you have a Pidgey, you're super fast. He's going to, he can attack multiple times possibly before the other one can, um, your opponent can or whatever. Uh, but I, I was, I, I so I had a, I took my, I took a lunch break. I took an early lunch break and I pulled over it on the side of the interstate <laughs> of all places when the, when the event started. Cause I'm like, I gotta, I want to watch this shit live. So, cause I didn't want to be spoiled. I didn't want to like accidentally pop up YouTube or right. Twitter, you know, whatever and spoil myself. So Pulled over side the interstate. Put the hazard lights on at work. And I was on my lunch break. So this I wasn't stealing hours or anything. So don't be freak out. Um, and I just sat there and uh, I watched this event. And it worked out perfectly. Um, I was a few minutes late, which worked out great. Because I skipped basically all the the bullshit before. Yeah, I, I tuned in right at the end of the Pokemon Remix shit. Which was great. Cause, and I, I went back and watched the you other know, shit later on. But I didn't miss anything. Uh, but I was sitting there, like audibly like on my phone. I'm like, wow. I'm like holy shit like audibly saying out loud by myself in a truck i'm like this shit looks awesome uh i i can't like obviously like my big concern is like how is this like actually going to work <laughs> like on like we talked about last week how is this going to work on a on a launch switch <laughs> or just the switch in general but like just based off of what we've seen here and the shit, with the gameplay and like the like the story mode and like all that like I, man, I talked about last week, Gables, like, this is, like, the game w- we have wanted, or at least I wanted, like, when I was a kid, imagining, like, a Pokemon game, like, this was the game I imagined, and, like, who knows if that's gonna be the case, but if that that ends up being the thing or not, but, man, I was blown away by this fucking trailer. What about you, Gables?
1: Honestly, I felt I feel pretty good about it, too, you know? It's, like, this is the type of Pokemon game that's fairly fascinating to me. It's definitely something that a lot of the long-time fans have been wanting for decades now. On top of that, I felt that was fairly interesting, you know? Because it's, for one, it's a straight-up action RPG. You know, you do have elements to where you're catching different Pokemon where you can use them and select. it, sort of like a turn-based like RPG sort of aspect to it. But at its core, it's an action RPG. You're definitely having the same type of elements, the same type of, like, different things, you know? Like, even the little meter stuff that tells you, like, who's attacking when and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that there's different types of styles, too. It can go with either a strength to have, like, increased attack or do, like, an agile style and stuff to, like, uh, become faster and, like, maybe get, like, a turn, like, a move or two before your opponent even can set up something. So I definitely do like that aspect of that style. I also felt it was kind of interesting seeing, like, uh, the, uh, pre, like uh, di- the pre-Sino like the pre region, you know, before it was actually yeah. called Sino, you know, the Hisui. Was
0: it His- Hisino? Hisui. Okay. I think it was,
1: like, the Hisui region, right? So you have yeah. Mount Cornet and stuff, like, in the background and stuff. And uh, you could essentially have, like, a whole bunch of different creatures the whole bunch of different Pokemon that have like different types of looks or evolve into specific other types of Pokemon based upon like the like uh, those ancient sort of origins and stuff. So you yeah, have, we
0: had what Growlithe and
1: you had Growlithe, right? But you also Bravier? Braviary, Braviary, Braviary. So you had a different form of Braviary, right? That has like part Psychic, I think it is, but. Uh, what's very fascinating is two there's two Pokemon inside of this trailer that actually have evolutions that were based upon yeah. older Pokemon characters, like inside. Uh, of Generation. Okay,
0: but wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to cut you off. I I'm, 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 I'm looking up the names here. I want to try to pronounce them before you do. Okay. Okay. We have weird deer.
1: That's exactly what it sounds like. Is he a
0: new one, or is he an yeah. evolution?
1: He actually is an evolution, so he is technically a new right. Pokemon, but he evolves from the Generation 2 Pokemon, Stantler.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, which you can ride him, and he is adorable. Um, and then... Oh, God damn it! Okay. Um, oh, who, this is the fish one. The Legion?
1: Yes, Legion.
0: Oh it, my god it's it's sound it sounds like it's spelled. Holy yes.
1: shit! <laughs> Legion is the evolution of the Gen Six Pokemon Baskalin. and that one looks pretty fucking cool because you're quintessentially riding a gigantic fucking fish inside of the damn water.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that too. That I uh, saw my friend. You they, they have like the one Pokemon you can like. It's basically like the glider where you can like fly with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the you have the the weird ear which you can ride around with, and then you have the Basque Legion where you can, you can write them on the, on, you can surf.
1: I love the fact that they're going back to the, the drawing board and stuff and not only coming up with like new evolutions based upon the past Pokemon history and stuff, giving evolutions to more Pokemon that really didn't have any in that regards, but it makes the most sense here because it's like, you have like the preus like the pre like uh ancient uh Sinnoh region, you know the Hisui region. that you have these different Pokemon evolutions and stuff. And even certain remixes of classic Pokemon characters like Growlithe. With Growlithe it looks entirely different. It kinda looks like almost like a sheepdog because it has this mm-hmm. like extra hair in the front. And yeah. the thing about it is it's also a dual-type. So it's essentially kind of like how Slugma and, like, Mechargo are in terms of being a dual-type, meaning it's part rock, part fire. So it's like you have a rock element added on top of it, and that's why it has all that fur on top, because it's essentially yeah. like a rock coat.
0: Yeah, he said that because he has, like, a rock on his head, but it he can break after, after time? Yes. Over time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I, I you know... I, like I said, I I was going in hopeful for this the second one, you know, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I can't wait for like, twenty twenty two is gonna be fucking nuts if everything lands. Gables, we got Pokemon Legends, God of War, Horizon, fucking possibly Breath of the Wild two, like holy shit. This is twenty seventeen all over again. This this is twenty seventeen on goddamn steroids. God damn, we didn't <laughs> have a new brand new Pokemon. I think what what do, do we have Pokémon 2017? We had Sun we had the Sun and Moon one. The, the second Sun and Moon. The, oh,
1: well, if you give me a moment was, I can show you the least a bit about things from 2017 and man Yeah, there but I mean I but
0: I'm thinking about like Pokémon wise, we had the they had the 3DS updates of po- Sun and Moon, I think. Yes. Um, like Ultra I Sun, remember, Ultra pre- Moon, I think it was. Yeah, those ones, yeah. But yeah, we had like Horizon, Breath of the Wild, Hellblade, Nier Automata, Destiny 2. Like this is just the shit we know about now mm-hmm. like it's it's nuts how crazy uh next year is like I mean obviously shit can get delayed but going into it next year is gonna be fucking which i I've talked about this previously where I thought 2022 2023, those years are gonna be pretty crazy I mean just because the way you know I mean look you know, with covid yeah shit's getting pushed out and get delayed uh that a lot of that shit's gonna get hit there um but man.
1: So to be perfectly honest with you, I'm looking at some of the games released in 2017. You had Resident Evil Seven. You had like mm-hmm. uh, that was one. Then mm-hmm. of course you know you have some of the other ones that are more well known, like the Neo and stuff.
0: Yeah, Neo was uh, game of the year at Game Awards, I believe. No.
1: Obviously, Horizon Zero Dawn, no, Breath of the Wild it was. I'm just reading over like a old like GameStop thing, not GameSpot thing from back when and stuff, but. Uh, I'm looking at wild. my book
0: that has all our notes in it
1: yeah breath of the wild there was definitely that near automata like you were just saying <laughs> there was the game that I played a hell of a lot of which was Tom Glancy's Ghost Recon wildlands um
0: yep. your game of the year <laughs> no
1: that wasn't my game over of the breath year. of the wild oh hell no <laughs> uh, <laughs> but man yeah it's just the fact that a lot of these games are getting are definitely Mario getting Odyssey heal yeah Mario Odyssey persona Sonic 5. mania Persona 5, my game of the fucking generation, <laughs> was released in 2017. Cuphead. Cuphead. There was like that. Oh my gosh. Oh God, I'm looking at more of this stuff. Yeah, forgive me because if 2022 game releases. We had that
0: Metroid 3DS game.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Samus Returns. Wolfenstein
0: 2. Kingdom. Yep. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Jesus Christ. What a fucking year, man. Oh, oh no. God damn, year. Oh, I South Park's we had the South Park game that year as well.
1: <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth, <13th>, the game. <laughs> that was a fun one. That was a great game.
0: That turned out to be a really good game. Rest in, rest in peace, of that game,
1: dude. Tekken Seven, that was a fantastic fighting game, and that was definitely one of the best ones I've played. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely had that. Oh, let's see, what else? What else? I uh, yeah, just basically just re- like listing off a whole bunch of random games that were released. It's a good year, twenty seventeen. That, that the fact very remains good is, twenty seventeen was a fantastic year for game releases. And if twenty twenty two even holds a candle next to at least a few of those games released since that entire year, then it's going to be a fucking memorable year. For I mean, gaming. Frank
0: Sinatra wrote a song about this. When it was twenty seventeen, it was a very good year. Um, now, did he talk about twenty twenty two? I don't know. But oh. he called that shit out like seventy years in the future. Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have known that Frank Sonic Sinatra? Mania. Yeah. yeah, very good year. Um, but, you know, moving on here, you know, sticking with shit going on this year. Let's talk about some shit that's going on next week, Cables? All right. So Saints Row looks like – so Jeff Keeley posted a little short little clip on his Twitter account uh, yesterday uh, as a recording of <coughs> uh, kind of a tease, what to expect at next week. We talked about there's a Gamescom uh, opening night live – going on next Wednesday I believe Um, and he announced a little teaser what to expect and it said rebooting like in in a graffiti on a brick wall with the Saints Row logo (laughs) so you know we've been talking about this for a while they uh, I can't remember the company that owns Volition uh, Volition at this point it's Uh, the one that buys everybody Um, oh boy THQ Nordic I think yeah is the name um, and whoever owns them. I don't know. There's so many of them now. Um, they announced in like 2019 that they were or beginning of 2020 that they were before pre-COVID the long, long ago um, that they were well into development of the next Saints Row game and that they would reveal it in 2020. Obviously, COVID happened. And so here we are. And then at E3, there was a buzz about possibly be the, the next Saints Row because uh, they're doing THQ was doing. 2k 2k THQ? maybe THQ it was THQ I'm sorry it was THQ New York because they had their own personal thing at uh E3 which was one of the was it, it was was it one of the worst I don't know because there were so many bad ones at E3 this year yeah so many bad press conferences um it was up there that was really bad Gearbox all of them were really bad but they were like oh cool we're, what about these five games are they gonna be no no they're not gonna be there no none of the things you're excited are gonna be there um so here we are, finally going to happen. So basically, it sounds like we're not getting a Saints Row Five. It sounds like in a way, maybe it's going to be so. It's, it's so it's a reboot. Who knows if it's going to be like a full-on reboot? Maybe it's going to be like a God of War style reboot where it's like the shit happened in the past, but it's like it's it's a totally different game. But it's we're also acknowledging the things that happened before. Um, I don't know. I mean, where's? I mean, who who knows how where this game's this begins? Probably not coming out this year, could be, speaking of 2022, could be a 2022 game. Uh, they did say last, you know, a year and a half ago, it's well into development. Um, I mean, we're just, like we were, like I was a huge Saints Row 3 fan. I enjoyed Saints Row 4 for what it was. It was basically the crackdown 2 that we never got and I, mean, I, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I'm just kind of curious where your excitement level for is for a. I I mean, it's been, what, 8, seven, eight it's been, 2014, yeah. is when we had our last. Uh, no, 2013 was when we had our last Saints Row game. I remember now. It was our very first year of recording yep. the podcast that we uh, that that game came out. Um, so it's been eight years since we've had one. Eight years this month actually. <laughs> now since we've had one, um, what's what's your kind of like your buzz anticipation for the new next Saints Row? Like what this game can be in you know the 2020s.
1: I have absolutely no expectations whatsoever for this next Saints Row game reveal. As long as it remains faithful to the spirit of the game originally, and as long as there's something fun in regards, maybe closely similar to that of Saints Row the Third, because I loved Saints Row the Third. It was definitely a fantastic experience. As long as they have some crazy characters, a bunch of crazy shit and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, just remains faithful to the saints row sorts material, which originally was like a sort of a GTA knockoff in that regards. Yeah. Uh,
0: it was a parody of a parody, which GTA was a parody already of, you know, where the United States, Yeah, this was a parody of that parody. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of in the same boat where it's just like, I want to be really excited for this because like, I've, I mean, people have listened to, me, listened to the show long enough that know like, especially in the early days when like the last time we had a GTA game come out, which was, I mean, also eight years ago, <laughs> eight years next month um, for that as well. 2013 um, where, you know, I, I have played all the GTA games since three and just none of them. I, I'm just not a rock star guy. Bully is like bully and saints Row are like the, the exceptions to the rules for those GTA style games. Uh, I love Bully. I love Saints Row three and four. I liked one and two to a certain extent, but three and four were awesome. And like all the, like, all the GTA games, I've always, after a certain amount of hours, I just fall off of them uh, pretty quickly. Um, you know, yeah, quickly. But like after like ten hours, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, haven't played a. I mean, like the last generation, every game pretty much at this point has been open world game of some sort. Uh, obviously, they're not like g t a style though um but uh i don't know i just i don't know what to expect how these games are gonna work and like like the comedy's always been really good um but uh, I don't know it's just i'm 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 excited for this, i'm looking forward to it um but yeah, like with yours it's like i can totally see myself watching that trailer, assuming it's like if it has gameplay and all that and like how big it, who knows this could just be like a teaser or it could just be c g i shit um but I, I i'm I'm totally in the same boat where it's like I am all over the map where like I feel like i come out of this like totally blown away and to- and also totally like uh eh, i, I have no interest in this but i really hope to be you know the former rather than the latter where really yes. i am pumped looking i'm like i' really want i, I thought Row four was like, like i said it was a good game but like these went too far into that spectrum where I thought three was like the perfect like GTA clone game ever. Um, uh, the game was a fucking blast to play at the time. Uh, and like even I gave I a I even went back and played the remaster last year. Unfortunately, just, it was just a really shit remaster. And it just kind of took the fun out of that game for me. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know Who's, who knows. Let's be hopeful. Um, I, I, like I said, I would love to be hopeful, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, moving on here to our last main topic or our last big topic rather uh so call of duty vanguard game i mean it's it's call of duty so basically every spring everything leaks out about it and then by the time the game comes launch it's like oh we, we knew this shit months ago uh but it's called the name leaked a long time ago the pre, the kind of the pre, pre, pre 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 premise pre, 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 yeah thank you i can't say the word for some reason my mouth will let me say that word um but you get the you get the gist um was pr- premise got it ha <laughs> got it fuck you mouth uh, <laughs> I don't know. uh anyways um it got it got officially revealed we had uh we had no gameplay but it was a teacher trailer um it's coming November 5th uh it's coming to everything uh it is World War II style um, but I believe that the premise of this game got it again. Fuck you, again, mouth. Ha, ha! I just want to punch you in the face, mouth. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That hurt. That's stupid. That hurt me <laughs> and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> this just hurt me. I'd hurt my hand myself twice. My mouth and my hand. That's really stupid. This uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is stupid. No, I'm so stupid. Uh, I should stop drinking. Uh, anyways, um, the uh, basically the the game was supposed to be like kind of like history is expired inspired by history. where like, I believe it's like supposed to take place in like the fifties, but like world war two just never ended. And the, the campaign wise anyways, and that it's going to like, you're going to take place over like, I think like five different characters in this. And, um, there's supposed to be 12, over 20 different, uh, maps. They have a launch uh, they have a couple new game modes they have announced, but we haven't seen anything for. Like so we've seen no, we've seen zero gameplay. Let's come November fifth. Um, like I said, there's no gameplay or anything like that. It's just, it's also important to note. Obviously, everything going on with Activision Blizzard, um, you know, it's, it's one thing. It's like uh, it's, you gotta keep that shit in mind. I'm not trying to like. I, I don't want to be the guy to like. It's kind of like the thing we talked about like a month ago. I don't want to get into like, the whole spill game. We don't happen, but it's like we we talked about this was like how like we could totally see them hitting the eject button on call of duty because like shit, we're getting bad press and now it's call of duty and save and save us. And it's like, we can't let that new shiny thing like, Ooh, what's this over here? And totally forget about the bullshit that's going on over there. So I, I just want to keep everybody keep that in mind when it's just going on. But it's like, I, I just want to make sure that we're all keeping that when we're talking about this game and talking about anything for the next while about Activision Blizzard. But I mean, overall Gibbles um, I mean, I, I, I'm more of a Call of Duty guy than you are, and I'm barely a Call of Duty guy. Well, I mean, what's your interest level and possibly the next Call of Duty?
1: I'll be perfectly honest with you, man. It's like with any other type of Call of Duty release and stuff, I mean, it's it quintessentially meshes in the same, just the same, you know, inside of uh, the grand scheme of things, really. I mean, it all seems the same to me, where it's like the similar concept, it's different type of settings, different types of perspectives interesting that they're going back to the world war ii well again in that regards but it seems like they're going to split it off between five different characters like you were saying and then tackling different types of uh possible like scenarios in that regards but yeah it's eh. i'm not really yeah. too interested in it and that's yeah, just not be- me saying it because of activision blizzard shit but it's just me because of i'm really like half and half sometimes with call of duty i mean there's some games that interest me and there's others like this just doesn't spark anything with me.
0: Yeah. I'm always a big sucker for, like, um, you know, like, spin-offs of, like, what-if kind of shit with World War Two, Right. Like, the Wolfenstein games, like, that, like... Like, what are the things, like, this alternate history of, like, the Nazi. Like, Nazi, like that shit always kind of intrigues me. Um, but, I mean, those campaigns are what they are. Like, I thought Cold War last year was... A pretty good attempt. I just thought that ending was hot garbage. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I want you know, we'll, we'll see what's we'll some gameplay go from there. Uh, moving on to uh, now we have a few quick hitters we gotta get into here. Um, Quake 4K remaster was it was a sh- was supposed to be shadow dropped, but it leaked like six hours early. Yes, uh, but it's it's out and, out and everything PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. It's uh, the Quake 4K remaster, as they're calling it, it's only actually ten dollars uh, to get into it. But it's also available on Game Pass. Um, so kind of some cliff notes out of this here. So I'm just reading through this article from Engadget here. So there's 4K resolution, dynamic lighting, uh, Death of field uh, modeling, blah, blah, twenty The 25th anniversary was on June 22nd. So obviously celebrating that. And uh, kind of a cool thing here is there's a new expansion that Machine Games have made for this game, which if, if you're not familiar, Machine Games is the ones that did the uh, Wolfenstein New Order with New Colossus, so that they basically brought Wolfenstein back. Um, so and then also has multiplayer mode with uh, up to eight, uh, eight players. I believe you can do yeah, you can do split screen with three other people. So you can do four player split screen, all that. Um, so yeah, I know I know Gables, you have played a little bit of the game, yes. but um, I, I don't know if you want to get in that here, or if you want to just talk about that a little bit later, or, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cool little surprise here, you know, for. We had QuakeCon going on, uh, you know, digitally this year, and here we got we got Quake 4K. I got I got downloaded. I haven't got a chance to play it, but I, I do want to at least uh, dabble in it a little bit.
1: I'll be perfectly honest with you; it was definitely a, a big surprise seeing the original Quake not only get uh, remastered, but simultaneously released on consoles. Because, quintessentially, that has been a PC game for yeah. predominant like predominantly ever since the original was announced on PC and released there years ago. But uh, yeah, I have played a little bit of the Quake remaster on Xbox Game Pass and stuff. The gameplay is fantastic. I mean, for God's sakes, it's it's quintessentially like it's quintessentially like Doom, you know, where it's like it's fast, it's furious and stuff. There's definitely a lot of reworks and stuff like that that they've adjusted to make sure when you're using a controller it feels organic. But uh yeah, man. I mean, I had to adjust the camera angles and everything else, like the X and Y axis, to do it a little bit quicker because even though you're moving incredibly quick, sometimes the aiming thing kind of feels a little bit slow to me. But after that kind of adjustments and stuff, I basically played through a couple of levels of it. It feels fun to play. There are definitely some fun things, and the levels go by super quick. You could go through like a couple, you could go through like a level. I did saw maybe three to five minutes if you knew what you're doing. So they're super quick. They're super interesting. I mean, I'm coming from the perspective where I've never played the original Quake before and then having this rare opportunity to go through and play this game. Yeah, this is definitely one of those games where it's really fun. It's really fun to get into and just mess around with.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just like... I, I Quake was never my thing. I remember playing... I think it was like... It was a Quake 4 that was like an Xbox 360 launch yeah, title. it was. And like, that was like the... Like, I remember like... I bought my first 360 like shortly after launch. I remember, like, all there was to play on it was like Dead Rising and Quake 4, uh, and then Gears of War. So, I was like, after I beat Gears of War, it's like, well, okay, well, I guess I go fucking figure out Quake. And I just that was like, I, I played only a little bit of it, but uh, yeah, so that, you know, I, I want to check it out. I mean, it seems like I mean, it's like it's on Game Pass, so I'm gonna, I gotta download it. I want to I check it out, but I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see that. Um, they're kind I, of bringing it back, because they had that Quake Champions a few years ago, and that just kind of came and went. The last
1: like. kind of uh, Quake game I can remember releasing on the consoles was way back, and it was kind of like uh, it was on the PS3, when I think about it. It was like the Quake, like, uh, not territories, but like, Jesus Christ, they had a demo for the damn thing and everything. But it wasn't Quake 4 or anything, it was like its own separate, sort of like a spin-off thing for Quake. Mm. But uh, it was an early PS3 game that I remember, but uh, yeah, I ever since then, you know, I haven't really saw anything in regards to Quake console games and stuff up until the remaster, of the original.
0: Yeah. So, uh, moving on to our next thing here, I'm, I'm just gonna, as we're talking, about it, I just wanted to like re like make sure I understood everything that's going on with this. So, Scott, Bethesda announced that on November 11th they are announcing on the the 10th anniversary of Skyrim. This is one of my E3 predictions, and it didn't happen E3, but it finally got announced that Skyrim is getting a a reboot remaster for the next-gen consoles. (laughs) Um, So on the 10th anniversary of Skyrim, November 11, 2021, they were releasing the anniversary edition. It'll be available on everything PC, uh, PS4, Xbox One series, uh, PS5, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, actually, no. I'm going to take that back. It'll be available on PS4, but you can play it with on PlayStation 5 with backwards compatibility. So it's not, but it's coming to the next gen Xboxes, but not the next gen PlayStation. Um, they also announced that um, they're they're adding fishing to the game. Okay. It's going to have all of the uh, it's going to have all the expansions: uh, Dawn Guard, uh, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. Uh, has has all the enhancements of the special edition, which was the edition that they sold. On PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and I believe it's was on Switch as well. It came out like five years ago, I want to say. Yeah. Um, they Okay, so the remaster Bethesda released back... No, oh, 2016. That's what it was. Um, no idea if it's going to have better graphics or better, better frame rate. Or they fix all the bugs after they've re- re-released it 25 times. Um, but uh, no, also no idea if this is coming to Game Pass. No idea what this is going to... like. So... They said that you can up if you have the anniversary edition, or if you have the um, I mean, okay, old old fans can upgrade to the anniversary edition if they already have the special edition. The upgrade won't be free, but the studio has revealed at this point how uh, has not revealed at this point how much it's going to cost. So basically, if you own, if you bought the the PS4 Xbox One edition, the the special edition they put out, they are going to charge people again for the anniversary edition if you want fishing guys (laughs) no idea if this game's actually going to be any better if there's going to be better frame rates if they fix the bugs if it's going to have if it's going to have better graphics uh but they added fishing um so yeah here we are i
1: 10 years later paying for another version of skyrim (laughs) <laughs> i i just want
0: to point out uh so i we, people that blisters for a long time know we met through the group talking ship both fans of talking ship both in the group facebook group the, all that like long time we met in the forums of talking ship twitter all that shit like that's how we all met that's how this podcast started um talking ship might be the world's biggest group of fanboys of skyrim uh and even they were like fuck off <laughs> Like when someone posts that in there, they're like absolutely not. Like they like these guys in here have bought this game multiple times. They are they are the audience for this thing. And even they're like, fuck off. No. <laughs> I I ranted like two months ago about PlayStation charging me ten dollars to upgrade Ghost of Tsushima from PS4 to PS five. Not even for the extra shit just to have the ps5 version of of the base game charge me dollars. i thought that was bullshit this is a 10 year old goddamn game and you have re-released this on fucking everything multiple times on pc multiple times on console on fucking switch you're on my goddamn Siri over here i just want to make sure she didn't hear me she i think i unplugged her like 6 months ago so i think we're okay um I never use her. She's just there. I have a Google Home in my bedroom and I use that thing. Um, Gills, let me tell you, if you want to listen to some fucking porn but you don't want to watch it, just, look, just do Google Home porn. Tell you what, it's sexy as fuck. Especially if you give your Google Home a, a Cockney female accent. Oh, <laughs> only, way I can, uh, only way I can finish at this point in the time of my life. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. But seriously though think about it uh gables if you don't have a google home remind me at, at christmas time and i know oh. what to get you
1: oh yes of course maybe that, that yes. alongside the next version of skyrim <laughs>
0: yes. no i will not buy you you'll get more enjoyment out of google homes cognate accent porn than you will skyrim for the 18th time uh, but that thing has been released multiple times and everything i don't, I don't no, no word if it's coming to Game Pass. I kind of assume it's coming to Game Pass.
1: Skyrim's already available on Game Pass. <laughs> I know, but
0: like the special editions on Game Pass. So how's that going? I don't know. Who the fucking knows?
1: It, uh, the, it doesn't make any sense I, why they would charge like an additional thing if you have a special edition of like PS4 and Xbox One versions or something. You know? Yeah, it's like
0: especially because like those games were busted ass shit when they launched ten years ago, and they released multiple versions since then. And they're busted ass shit now. Like, why would I don't, I don't understand? it? I get it. People love the game. I'm not trying to badmouth people that love those games. Good for you. But I, I was happy to see that. Like when I went on on the group and I read the thread and everybody's like, fuck off. Like that made me very happy. I'm like, cool. We break. We, we broke the curse of this fucking game. Um, I move it on here. though, Gables, So this is something that was announced just a couple of hours ago as a recording. Uh, so WWE Two K twenty two, we got a trailer for that at during SummerSlam. No gameplay, really. Uh, but they announced that that game is coming back. Um, in March twenty twenty two, uh, people don't remember they took they took twenty twenty off. Uh, the game came out in twenty nineteen. WWE WWE Two K twenty came out in in October twenty nineteen, and if based, you know, kind of you know, speaking of Skyrim, after years of being the same game over and over again, uh, being completely broken and busted and buggy, um, people I think finally hit the it's kind of the shit to finally hit the fan for them, and um, kind of like they're like okay that we can't keep putting this out like this, um, and they they announced uh, early last year that they were going to take the year off. We got the WWE Battlegrounds, which kind of came out to middling reviews, uh, and they're they're going to come back. Uh, apparently, some some rumors and leaks have come out since then. And people saying like they've totally redone the game. Like like the, like it, the game's actually like the testing phase, and like it's looking, it's playing a lot better, and it's a lot better than what what we you know what to expect. We're like uh, the problem with I don't know. Like it's it's so hard. It's, like wrestling is a tough one because it's like to play like a fun wrestling game is difficult to pull off. Where it's like especially like a realistic one where like Madden and NBA is like, it's fun. The realistic aspects can be fun, but it's also like, you know, like you want to dominate, but it's like it's fun. Like, there's aspects of that are fun playing that game. And like WWE, like, you want to, like, you want to have a fun time playing the game and dominate, but it's also like, I don't know, it's just hard to, like, a a, a good, a good, a fun game in there is like having like a good back and forth match. And, like I said they never were able to like figure out the button system like it was just too much like of a, like trying to be the real thing but also the game was just a broken buggy mess and I just don't know what like I hope I'm wrong like I you know I loved the WWE WWF SmackDown games back in the day when I was like on PlayStation like those games were fucking awesome also loved the you know the 64 games back in the day but like I actually loved the smack like the original smackdown games more than I loved the the 64 games back in the day. And I just don't know. I mean that, but this is like, you know, I was a kid. I was 10 years old. I just don't know what a good wrestling game 20 years later could be. That's not arcadey dumbness. And we've seen 2k try to make that and the WWE battlegrounds, but they just kind of try to my, uh, microtransaction uh, it to hell. Um, When they had more characters you had to buy with real money at launch than that were in the game, they paid $30 for. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, I I don't think it's, it's not, obviously, it's not impossible. I just, it's hard to imagine what a fun, good WWE simulation game could be now. I mean, I don't know, Gables, like, you love the wrestling games possibly more than I do. You know, you've, you've, you played like, some of those WWE, like those, some of those like mid two thousand, early two thousand ones weren't bad, but they weren't great. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and I know you got into it more than I did. I know Jake, beginning the pod when we first started the, the podcast, he used to love those games. Um, I, I'm just kind of curious, what, what 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 are you expecting, and like, how did, in your mind can you imagine a good, fun WWE simulation game today? All
1: right, in order for the WWE 2K22 to be a fantastic game, in my opinion. That's more akin to these current times. The gameplay has got to take front center. It cannot be a piece of shit. It cannot be a clunky mess, which a lot of the various issues with the past previous 2K games. In that, and not just 2K, but like full flat on since when THQ owned them. A lot of the critiques of it is, quintessentially, the systems and everything else that they were trying to go through and work with and stuff they essentially got worse over time, you know? Or it went from maybe, like, a fun, enjoyable experience, say, like, in games like WWE 13 and then, like, 2K, like, 14 or something like that, where I felt like that was the pinnacle of that in regards, but...
0: Is that uh, where they went from Ukes to 2...
1: That was the to... first year when THQ... You know, THQ handed it off to 2K and stuff, and The Rock yeah. was on the cover of that one. I liked that okay. one in, in particular, but... That had games. the streak mode, right? You had, a beat yes. streak? you had the beat and okay. streak of The Undertaker. And I
0: remember else. Jake played the sh- like he basically did like half an extra life playing that fucking game.
1: Yes. yes, and for good reason too. That game was very fun in its regards because it had a good mixture of old and new wrestlers. It definitely had a lot of interesting modes that kept people engaged instead of the stereotypical oh, okay, here's a singles match. Here's a cage match. Here's a Hell in a Cell match and then that's it. In order for this game to be good in the current years, a good wrestling game, in my honest opinion, nowadays means lots of options, lots of characters, little to no microtransactions, fun addicting gameplay, and stable online connection stuff. Especially if you're yeah. going to do a lot of different types of like party things. My ideal wrestling game, like a professional wrestling game, you we gotta get like at least about four to eight people and stuff, have a good stable connection between everybody, and maybe have some sort of a GGPO type of online shit. Because unless you have something that's going to be on the next level in terms of like online infrastructures and stuff, no honest to god wrestling gamer is gonna go through and deal with what we had to deal with with fucking 2K, where things were like almost at a slog. I remember specifically trying to play games like WWE 13 online, and or 14 online, and then the fucking lag and everything, chugging down those games so much to where I literally could not fucking win certain matches or play certain matches without there being any type of like gripple, like crippling type of uh, lag or input delays or this or that. And here you are, you're trying to play games with either your friends, or you're trying to get that... Those hard, sought-after trophies or achievements that you want to try to get, but yet almost being near impossible due to how shitty the online infrastructure is. So yeah, it's a combination of a lot of different things. It needs to have a great foundation in terms of the gameplay. That's the most important part of a wrestling game. You can have it be simulation, like realistic and all that other stuff, but if it's a piece of shit to try to play it, then it's not going to matter. It's going to quintessentially be the same as what you guys... Of what 2k was initially going with initially which was half-assing the gameplay inserting all these different things and having maybe a little bit enough to where it's going to entice certain hardcore wrestling gamers to go through but the difference between this time around as opposed to back when wwe 2k 20 was released and stuff we've seen the worst of wwe 2k games here with that abysmal release of WWE 2K20, with all the glitches, all the hiccups, all the this and that, all the uh, <laughs> all the crazy glitches and stuff, or like it looks like the referees receiving something from Charlotte Flair, and like all these other types of crap. But uh, the benefit that this is, they're not locked out of their game engine, that's for sure. I mean, THQ does not have that. No, Ukes don't have the keys to the freaking car in that regards. So they had to basically rebuild this game from the ground up. There's definitely key improvements where I feel like they are more than likely going to make in that regards, but uh, my biggest hope in this is that for this game to be good is that they take a lot of adequate care in regards to developing this game, and quite honestly, I am happy that it's going to be releasing at a later date and not forced like at an October or November release date, because... They definitely need their time to try to develop this game to be as good as it needs to be and it's releasing around the same time as WrestleMania, quite essentially during that same time period so that's a good way to get things going with it
0: very cool very good uh, you 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 did a really good job there explaining because like those definitely would uh make me like those games more Gables I'm not gonna lie to you I got to pee really badly. I'm going to walk away from it. (laughs) But I want to ask you a question. Because remember, I'm not editing it it this out. I can't edit it out. Explain to me why Pokemon Yellow is the best Pokemon game ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in regards to Pokemon Yellow being the best Pokemon game ever, well, I can see the arguments that some can make because of how simplistic it was back in generation one i mean when essentially you have the older elements where you had a pool like a different type of pokemon like a selection in that time where it's like one of 151 of possible amounts of pokemon you know so you have 151 pokemon very streamlined it's not like seven eight hundred that you have going right now but in regards to the whole simplistic approach of how it was you know there's definitely a lot of uh, fun combinations and stuff you can make in regards to <laughs> your type of party choices in that regards. But some people believe that Pokemon Yellow is probably one of the best Pokemon games, if not the best, in that regards. is because it's more akin to ties with the uh, nostalgia of the anime back in the the uh, late 1990s. So you get a chance to, like, troll Pikachu and stuff, dealing with Team Rocket and stuff and all those other... Random rigmarole stuff. But uh, I'll tell you one of my favorite things inside Pokemon Yellow was, and that was for the Surfing Pikachu minigame. Fun fact, inside of Pokemon Yellow, if you put that copy of the game inside of the N64's transfer pack, if you had a copy of Pokemon Stadium, you can actually play like a Surfing Pikachu minigame on it. Which, you know what? I thought that was pretty cool from back in the day. I mean, you have your Pokemon Game Boy game connected to your N64, you're playing the Surfing Pikachu game, or playing the actual full-on game on the N64 itself, considering that the N64 Transfer Pack had its own, like, separate sort of uh, connection in that regards. But uh, I think one of the main reasons why people love Pokémon Yellow and consider it the best Pokémon game inside the entire series is because of how simplistic the game was. You get all three starters and stuff inside the game, and all of a sudden it's like you have the option and stuff to where... You can keep Pikachu how he was. You could evolve him if you really wanted to. But uh, you basically kept him because you wanted to play the surfing Pikachu (laughs) minigame.
0: Yeah. You know, there's there's that really popular song by. um, I forget her name. But, anyways, (laughs) there's that song she made where she's like, I was going to turn him into a Raichu, but I said, no, no, no. I can't remember her name. She <laughs> sadly passed away. The, the oh. rehab girl. I forgot her name. I'm sorry about that. Amy Winehouse. But, uh, A- Amy Winehouse. Thank you very much, Gables. <laughs> Pulled that one out of left fucking field. Thank you for also covering <laughs> for me so I can go pee. Because I feel like I lost about 34 ounces of alcohol. I'm oh now. My God. <laughs> I went from like under, over the legal limit to possibly under the legal limit now. So that's good. Not that I have to go anywhere. Don't drink and drive people. But that's where I feel right now. I feel amazing. Uh, but Gable's moving on to our last little quick hitter here for us. Right. Uh, so we had, um, every month they, the, uh, Xbox, Microsoft, uh, and Halo and, uh, three, four, three studios, injuries, whatever. Uh, said that they're going to give like monthly updates up until launch. Right. With what's going on with, um, Halo infinite. So we had on, on Friday, they had the August update. and one of the things they announced, they give out screenshots, little updates here and there what's going on, little updates. Um, They announced that, uh, when no release date yet, but the the big thing they announced was um, that the uh, co-op campaign will be available via split screen. Uh, So local's co-op campaign will be available, but online co-op campaigns will not be available at launch. Mm -hmm. That won't be coming until Season 2, and the Forge mode will not be coming until Season 3, which uh, each season is about three months, give or take. This um, is what they said so far. Uh, that 10 to 12 week range, it sounds like. So uh, assume that co-op campaigns won't be launching for three months out and Forge modes is six months away. Um, so, I mean, still no release date maybe after the Xbox is doing a Gamescom event next week. So maybe we'll have a release date then. Now that Call of Duty has given a date because that was kind of like the big thing. It's like they're waiting for Call of Duty to give their date November 5th. Um, But, I mean, Giebles, what's kind of your, your thoughts when you when you heard that news?
1: Well, you know what? That is disappointing that co-op is potentially not going to be there at launch and is a couple of months down the line. But what is interesting to note is the waiting for Activision to release the release date of the Call of Duty game in that regards. Because there definitely have been rumors that Microsoft may potentially want to release Halo in October. So, honestly, I am disappointed that there's not going to be co-op and Forge at launch, but at the same time, it's like, you'll have the multiplayer functionality and stuff. You'll have, like, you access to the single-player perspective, but it would have been a hell of a fun time to have online co-op with that game from launch. I mean, let's be perfectly clear here. It's a Halo game. You yeah. If you want to play through with your friends and stuff, you should have, have that access from the get-go. But... uh you know what it is what it is though, if they need to take their time <laughs> to try to uh, make this thing fine tuned and stuff so that people can play replay this game over and over again, I mean, hell, it is what it is, but yeah, yeah. it's fairly disappointing to me,
0: yeah, it's disappointing to hear, but it's like it's not like someone's gonna like not gonna majorly affect me. I don't think it's gonna i mean I think it's a bummer to hear, but it's like uh, I think one of the big things they talked about in that uh, in the interview that when they were announcing it was like this is a live service game, this isn't. You know this isn't a typical halo game where like everything just out at launch like so this is you know this is different like this this isn't and like for those crazy right shit now that we're the used to like just dropped you know, a little bit so if there's this, this is stuff where we're used to from, and stuff you know past that's why uh uh halo games where like everything was there at launch this is a live service game where everything is uh oh Nope. we lost cables We lost cables. We're reconnected.
1: Okay. We are definitely back in terms of connections. I'm going to step out just for a moment, but I'll be right back.
0: Okay. All right. Oh, whoa. What in the world is my fucking thing doing here? Whoa. What is happening? What is happening? One second. There we go. I fixed it. I think I fixed it. Sorry about that guys for the uh, video listeners here. Obviously. Um, some technical difficulties on our side. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're in the age of, you know, life service games is totally different now, what to expect and what those could be. Uh, shit doesn't always come out on day and date with those, but it's also, like, we knew this game was coming in hot when it's coming out, um, and if everything else is done, like, I don't think this is going to matter too much. Uh, if as long as everything, as long as that campaign comes out and it's good and it's great, uh, and the and the, the uh, online is awesome, then I don't think this would be a major issue. I think the people that really, really want this and really care about this, this will be, if you'll still be playing this game, when it comes out, are you going to come back to this game? Or it, at the very least, this could just bring a bunch of people back, you know, three months later, when this is some, another reason to come back to this game. Uh, if you fall, if you just want to play the campaign or play with your friends for a little bit, and then you move on to the next thing or whatever, like this could be a fun thing to jump back into. You know, and say the game comes out in November, maybe in February, March. You're playing. You have the online, the co-op is is released, one more reason to come back and play this game. Like I know that's a big selling point. I remember like some of my favorite things about, like you know, like I've never been a big Halo guy, but like I talk about, I I went back and I beat Halo Four for the first time earlier this earlier this year. I got Halo Five down. I got the Halo Five downloaded. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I haven't finished it, but I, I've got it downloaded. But um, like some of my favorite things ever about Halo. Uh, was I remember when Halo 3 launched and like, I wasn't even a Halo guy, but I remember like I was working at a game store and during the Halo Midnight Sale, Halo 3 Midnight, midnight Sale that is, and I just bought my cop. I'm like, well, I'm here, might as well just fucking buy a copy of it. And I got a copy of it to go home with me and like, I remember that like that first like couple days like just uh, playing a with my friends and it's like, I was doing terribly because we were playing, they're all like huge Halo fans and they were playing a Legendary. And I'm just like dying constantly, but like that was fucking a blast. That was a fun and I get that. Like I totally understand like that game being fun. I remember playing bits and pieces of Halo Four with friends. So I get that. But we a different time, it's just like I think if if this thing if this game comes out and it's as great as Halo fans want it to be, um you know, and it's it's more Halo three than it is four or five, then I, I don't think this is gonna be a big deal. It's just one more reason to come back to play this game three months from now than you know, this game comes out at launch. We play with your friends and watch twice, and you move on. Uh, especially in, for the non-hardcore. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, we're in a different time. It's This is a live stream. we got to think of it as... The Infinite is... It, they're calling it Infinite for a reason, because this is, this is going to be their Warzone-style thing, or mm-hmm. like, at least the multiplayer part, where it's this is going to be ongoing for them. Um, so, it's just... A, we, we got to think of it like that. we got to think of this. This is different than ever, and it's just like... Would you rather wait six if if that campaign and online comes out and it's stable and it's quality and it's a fun it's a blast would you rather have that in november thanksgiving this early december or would you rather wait six months uh for all that shit that just to play co-op online cope with it in in april that's that's the way i think people gotta look at it like yeah it's a bummer but it's uh, i mean take it i mean take it a leave it so um Okay, well, that's it for the topics this week. Um, okay. We can move on mm-hmm. to what we've been playing. Um, you want just you want to just get the Dodgeball academia out of the way?
1: Yeah, let's do that right at the moment. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't have I don't have too much to say on it. We've spent a, a, a lot of time on the last couple weeks. Um, for me personally, uh, I I thought I said, for what this game was last week when I saw about it, it was like for what this game is trying to be, it's perfect. I I, I can't wait from the same way. Like I love this game. Uh, I remember like, you told me like a good way to uh um uh fuck what was to say to grind to get money and all that stuff. Like <laughs> you told me like the like there's that thing you could do over and over again. And like you can make a lot of money mm-hmm. and Big really Tony. fast. Yep. Yeah, Big Tony like doing this one mission over and over again. And I just popped a podcast on and I replayed this thing over and over again, probably fifteen, twenty times. Totally broke the fucking game for me though. Because I had so much fucking cash that like you can buy, you can use this money to buy upgrades like that that upgrade your strength, or uh, give yourself XP, or uh, automatically boost you up at the next level. That I fucking uh, like broke the game for me where I had so much money. I bought all the up, I all these upgrades, and went in super overpowered. Like everybody was like basically max level. I had, like, most of my characters were, like, hit the max level, level 50. And, like, I was, like, midway through, like, episode seven yep. of this, which is the second to last episode. And so I just flew through the last chunk of this game. Um, that's my fault. But I, I went in. I love the game. I beat it. I got all 1,000 achievement points. Um, like, we talked about last week. This is definitely going to be in my – it's it's easily right now my my top five. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be hard for something to take it out of that top five. What about you, Gables?
1: I feel the same way, as I also did the same thing to where I feel like this is definitely going to be within the realm of the top five game of the year for me. On top of that, it's stuff. yes, I kind of broke mine up in terms of the grinding stuff, but uh, I actually saved the last portion of any type of grinding stuff until, like, the final battle inside of episode eight. It definitely felt like, up until then, you know, I was going through and having a fun time in regards to enjoying how difficult some portions of the battle and stuff was. At the end of it, you know, I kind of felt like things were kind of dragging along and stuff, so I did have to adjust a little bit of the slider and stuff in regards to get through a bunch of the unnecessary battles out of the way first. So, basically, I would do that, and then I would get to, like, the uh, the main crux of the things that I have, the sliders back to, like, around the normal levels and stuff. Because I wanted to try to experience them, how they are intended to by the game developers instead of like going through and like adjusting things to where I'm absolutely indestructible or this or that. I want to try to make the game a little bit more fun for me in some aspects. So the only times I actually would adjust the sliders is if say I'm grinding instead of like a big Tony's and stuff and getting some money to get uh, extra items, stuff, maybe some extra like EXP stuff that I really wanted to get in order to get that one achievement for getting the max uh, 50, but uh, yeah, you know what the later half of that game it definitely is fun. There are some repetitiveness that goes forth, which definitely with uh, episode eight, especially after uh the first part of that thing once you get that all settled and done and over with, and then you go through like some of the mid revelation stuff. I thought it was pretty hilarious though, in terms of you know, that final battle and stuff how you get you pretty much go through that entire thing and stuff, and it's like. Oh, okay. So we got this done, and now we got to go through something completely different and stuff because this one character and stuff cannot like uh, accept the fact that uh, <laughs> that uh, you know this and that. You know, I just don't want to deal with a lot of the story elements in terms of spoilers and stuff because I I am an adamant believer that the people who are listening to this, if you even have the remote interest in playing Dodgeball Academia, play Dodgeball Academia because it's absolutely mm. worth it. Because the game, like we've stated before, Tyler and I, multiple times throughout the past couple of weeks, it's definitely, it's definitely the type of game that does what it does fairly well. It's not like a reinvention of the wheel. It's definitely something that nails the core basics of like a turn-based RPG or an even action RPG sort of elements and stuff, and does extremely well. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. definitely held up all the way to the to the end of it. Near the end, I did have a combination of Auto. Uh, I also had Kiabo, and I think I had Sunika with me as well. So I had those three, those three with me. I would go through use different types of items. I think most of my party, I think there was like two out of my uh, two characters that were at level fifty, and then a couple of like level at like forty-seven or forty-eight or some of that sort. So I was near max level anyway. Like I stated, I got all the achievement stuff, and I decided to go. This to specifically hunt a different types of like a, like achievements and stuff before the final battle and stuff because essentially I saved at the point before I had to face off in the final battle and this and that. But the grand scheme of things and the whole enjoyment of Dodgeball Academia, I definitely feel like that I got my money's worth from Game Pass alone for this month playing through yeah. Dodgeball Academia because. Because really, I mean, the game is absolutely a joy to play. I mean, there's nothing else I can really say to really elaborate any further, except for the fact that you own an Xbox, you own a Switch, or a PlayStation, or or on Steam or something. Yeah, you know what? If you like games that are very reminiscent, it's sort of like a a, a great homage to like great RPGs, like in the past, or like great certain like platform or action games in the past. Then yeah. Dodgeball Academia is definitely a game you should play.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like I said last week, it's like the perfect balance of Pokemon RPG, Paper Mario comedy, mm-hmm. and Super Dodgeball.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: It's, it's yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, so yeah, if you have, it, there, yeah, just check it out, guys. It's I, I enjoy it so much that last weekend I actually ended up, after I beat the game, I just watched the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> so, that's all. <laughs> that's all like how much I love that game. I just like. I want to go watch the movie Dodgeball, because I'm in a Dodgeball mood now. Yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, okay, so uh, we both beat that. So, Gables, is there anything else you've been playing this week?
1: Yes, there actually has been a few things. One little brief blurb I want to touch upon, though, is Destiny 2, the Season 15, is going to be dropping this Tuesday. There have been a couple of different updates by Bungie in regards to weapons, in terms of different other things. The main thing I got out of it is, like, there are a couple exotic weapons that I do have. They're going to be buffed in that regards. and that regards to my exotic auto rifle called the Sweet Business, which is essentially an auto rifle that's like a Gatling gun. And the thing that's most improved upon certain weapons is primary ammo is now infinite. Please. So you don't have to use a bunch of different modification stuff in order to find a primary ammo. But the reason why I want to be using the sweet business now is because before it was generating prime like primary ammo in order for you to try to pick up. Now it produces special and heavy ammo when you're using it. So I'm fairly excited to give that a go. But
0: uh, yeah, that's... Well, the cables isn't here next week. We know what he's doing.
1: <laughs> but there definitely have been other games I have been playing this week. I tried out. A couple of Game Pass ones. One of them was called, I believe, it was Bloodroot. Yeah, Blood- yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I played. I loved. I played the game uh, last year when it first came out. That game was a blast.
1: But yeah, Bloodroot. Yeah, Bloodroots. This game is interesting because it's like, quintessentially, that uh, kind of a quick play sort of game and stuff, to where you have to master a set of sequence, like set of like patterns for enemies and stuff. Because you have like a one-hit-kill thing where it's like if you're hit once, you're dead. And you have to mm. restart that thing all over again. It's, it's sort of like a hotline Miami sort of concept to where you have yep. to kill a bunch of different people like in a row or like in a specific pattern or something. But it's up to you to decide which way you want to take them out. And so quintessentially the whole crux of this is you are you were a part of this sort of like this organization or something like that, this group. That uh, you know you were doing all sorts of various business stuff until one day they like uh, Mr. Black Wolf or something like that tries to go forth and assassinate you right, and so they didn't quite kill you, and so you want to get revenge over everyone inside of that group that uh, essentially Mm -hmm. wanted you killed off. And so what's interesting to note here is I love the different weapon styles in this game. I definitely love a lot of the different types of uh, ways you can approach certain enemies. Like say if you want to take an axe or something like that, you have a maximum of three hits you can deal. You can take out like one and then another enemy and then another enemy after that. Or you can jump upon a hay barrel and it'll just go yep. across the thing. It'll hit a couple people. Or if you want to roll upon a like an actual like a barrel and stuff and try to run people over, you can do that as well. This is the amount of options you can do to take out enemies and stuff, I feel is fun. The last time I ended it was uh, after I completed Chapter 1 against, like, a Mr. <laughs> like Mister Pig, like a Mr. Hog or something of that sort. The dude had, like, a, a cross between, like, a Southern and, like, a, a rich accent or something like that, you know? Like, it was really funny, like, inside of his uh, boss battle and stuff to where you had to try to dodge a lot of his projectiles and stuff. And uh, you had to wait for him to become, like, vulnerable state and stuff for you to hit, like, actually get a lot of hits. But... Was interesting in the note, the most interesting part about this interaction leading up to that boss battle is you would get all sorts of like random notes and like random sort of things from like other bad guys or something like that. Or in the case for uh, after you defeat the first boss or something, you'll be sitting in the campfire, right? And here's this ghost that you could actually talk to in a nauseam. It's like, Mr. Wolf, you have to get to sleep now. (laughs) After speaking with him and he's, And the the boss is just literally venting how, like, how much of an asshole you are because you killed him and because of this and that, you know. It was such a refreshing sort of, like, back and forth banter, you know. But, uh, yeah, Blood Roots is definitely an interesting game. But another game I went through and played a little bit of, I didn't get too deep into it, but it was called Curse of the Dead Gods, which which is quintessentially kind of like a roguelike in its own way.
0: Isn't that the, is that the, um, expansion for, what was the game that had the, um, IGN plagiarism thing?
1: Oh, that one? That was Dead Cells.
0: Was, uh, I thought that was, a. Uh...
1: I thought it was Dead Cells. I think or you're maybe right. It was, maybe it was something else. But, anyway... Yeah, that's kind of separate to what I was playing, though. It was definitely Curse of the Dead oh. Gods.
0: Yeah, it's different. Okay, I'm sorry, you're right. Go so on, the, I'm sorry.
1: So the game is kind of interesting in that way to where it kind of feels like a isometric sort of Diablo-style game to where you're like uh, you're going in, like a bunch of different like levels and stuff. You're actually collecting loot and doing this and doing that. I thought the concept was interesting, but uh, I've only played it maybe for about a handful of minutes. Maybe like a half hour at most and stuff before finishing off like a level and continuing on to something else. I've also played a little bit more of skate, but at the same time, I'm kind of working my way through it a little bit off and on. So I've just been accomplishing different types of uh, competitions, different types of other missions and stuff like that uh, pro skaters have been giving me. There's the one, I think, with Paul Rodriguez where I'm trying to do like a nollie, like 360 flip or something like that. And it's difficult because the way they want you to do it on the control stick, you have to swing your control stick around like in a specific quarter circle angle and then go directly the exact opposite. So you have to curve like you're doing like a pop shove it or like a 360 shove it or whatsoever. And then while doing that, you have to quickly go to the bottom left or the bottom right of like, the quadrant of your control stick, which I keep fucking up because it makes, it almost makes me want to go through and do, like, a, a pop shove it or, like, a, or any type of other move other than the move I want to do, and here I am trying to, trying to do this gnarly like, 360 flip over a freaking set of stairs, right, and so it's, like, been a pain in the ass with that, but the, but the death races and stuff have been kind of frustrating a little bit, too. Because you're trying to race these three other skaters and stuff down like these specific like goalposts and points. The whole concept is to try to race from one point to another while beating everyone else and stuff. The most frustrating part about it is they time you to go through a specific checkpoint. And so it gives you like maybe five seconds or it just depends on how far away you are from other skaters. Like if you're like behind and you're like in last place, it'll give you like five seconds before the damn thing fails the mission. Mm -hmm. But, uh, there was that, and let's see, I believe there was one other game. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through and cover one other game. I started playing Hades. Nice! <laughs> okay. I decided to go yesterday, I think it was yesterday or a few days ago. One of the two. One night I decided to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to play Hades for a good solid hour and see how this works for me. Honestly, the game by Super Giant Games, this... Honestly, it feels pretty fucking good to play. Mm-hmm. I'm actually mm-hmm. fairly surprised the amount of quality that was put into it. I've heard great things about it last year when it was released on console. I do own it on Switch. I downloaded it on the Game Pass, and I wanted to play a little bit of that. But, uh, yes, I started playing a little bit of it. I love the aspects of having specific types of uh, power-up items or having a specific amount of like inventory that will carry on every time you die. So it's quintessentially like, yeah, it's a roguelike game, right? But at the same time, you get to steadily improve upon collecting certain aspects or unlocking certain things whenever you collect a certain amount of, like, uh, currency. I haven't come across any of the bosses yet, but I think I have played a good solid maybe hour, hour 20 or so of the game but I have been liking what I've been playing and I have unlocked like uh, the bow weapon. And I definitely have like uh, accomplished little bits at a time, but the, the banner between like uh, the main character and his, and his father, Hades and stuff like that. I kind of find it interesting, but uh, all these different characters, all these different things, the abilities you get from like Zeus and like from her, not Hermes, but like the other Greek characters and stuff like that. It, is fairly interesting to where it keeps the player's investment in it, wanting to go a little bit further, a little bit deeper and say, okay, what was this beef between Zeus and Hades? You know, why is it that, uh, like your characters trying to escape out from the underworld and stuff to get to Olympus and this and that. So I'm fairly interested in seeing where that goes potentially. But at this moment in time, it's like, I'm not tied down to any one game. I'm literally paying, playing like three to four different games at once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you what you been playing this week man
0: i'm kind of in the same boat with you when on that one where like i'm not like it feels like this year for me has been like dead spurts and then a spree of fucking games to play mm. um and that's the way it's felt for me in the last few months especially um but um i played a few games this week as well you know like madden 2022 officially launched uh even though i, I did the ea play thing uh, officially launched uh, last week mm-hmm. um, or this yesterday. I'm sorry. Came out last week. EA play, but it's out now. Um, but I, I played a few other games that two of which are on game pass. The other one is on, on switch and PC. Uh, I've only, I've just started all of them today. Kind of jumping around, but um, I played uh, um 12 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which is a game I've been looking forward to for a very long time uh but just the reviews came out for it a couple days ago and they've been very mixed Um uh, i've seen it from this game is very bad to this game is i should say mixed it's been like pretty much like very this is a bad game to like this is it's a pretty good game with some problems um and so the the premise of this game is like you are uh you play uh the i can't i don't know i can't remember the name of the characters but like so there's the husband and the wife you play as the husband And you're in, like, this one-bedroom apartment. And you show up, and the the loop is 12 minutes, hence the name of the game. And, like, a cop shows up, accuses your wife of murder, uh, and in the the process, at least in the first loop, uh, kills you, the husband, and then you, like, come back, and you're back at the apartment, starting the loop over again. Uh, And you're trying to, like, solve the mystery of, like, why is this happening? What the hell is going on? Why is... Uh, my wife being accused of murder well, who the hell is this cop and it's like a point and click adventure game where like you're you're like going around the, this this one bedroom apartment and finding clues trying to figure out things and like get the next process get the next step click kickstart the next step to the like the the and figuring out things like different dialogue choices you can make you can have conversations with your wife um, and you can pick kind of the dialogue options here and there and like you can, if you find things out, you can, you can go from there. But like the main, the way I heard about this game was like, it's very much trial and error. And like, sometimes the biggest issue is like you figure out the, you you solve the puzzle before the character solves the puzzle, and now you got to go over and figure out how do I make this character figure out the solution to this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like five, so I did the first loop, and then like five or six loops after that, and I couldn't. I'm like nothing's happening. Like I can't, I'm doing all these different things, different dialogue options. I'm trying different things out. Like, okay, I know, I I know this will work here if I do this thing, but okay. Oh, I can't do this yet. And like, it literally says, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that yet. It's like, okay, so this will be a thing later, but why, uh, I know I can do it now. Why can't I do it now? Kind of thing. So then like, I looked up a guide. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? And I watched this guy I did step for step what this guy did, and I I followed it, and it still didn't work. It didn't Mm. like make the. I'm like, so like I I don't know. It's just like I'm really looking for this game for a long time, and it's just like I feel like this is a game like the only way I'm going to actually play through this game is like basically watching a guide, probably. And it's like I really want to like this game. I really really do because this game looks so cool at the time. It's got three really good voice actors: James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and William Dafoe in it um it sounds like a really cool premise and it's like i like immediately i only play like maybe 45 minutes to an hour of it but i just because the loop isn't i guess actually like 12 minutes like you could have so the you can like go lay on the bed and it'll fast forward through the loop for you and you can wake up so if you want to like get to like the part where the cop shows up or you can actually walk out if you want to, if like, okay, this loop isn't going anywhere. I just need to restart it. You can like walk up the the door of the apartment, and I'll restart the next loop. So, yeah, I, I probably I probably put forty five minutes to an hour into it, uh, and I was just like, this has not click for me. And I heard it's like six eight hours. I'm like, I put an hour into this, and I've gotten nowhere. I don't really want to put in another potentially seven eight hours of this of just trial and error shit. So, I'm not a hundred percent out yet. Um, but I, there's other games uh, that we playing right now, so I, I, I'm putting it down for now, and maybe I'll go back to it. Another game I invested maybe an hour, hour and a half into. Uh, it's on Switch and PC. Uh, it's called Open Road '96. Um, another game I'm looking forward to. It's kind of got like a Telltale, Life is Strange kind of style, like art style to it. I kind of of this game is, is that like you play as, so it's like procedurally generated like, uh, events where basically you, like you're in this like living in like, uh, it's like a petria I think is the name of the country you're in, but it's basically like you're in a desert. Um, and what's happening, it's kind of like a roguelike in, in a certain extent where like, um, you play as like each run through, you play as like a different like teenager that's like missing basically, but you're like trying to get to this border and cross the border. Um, there's this crazy, like, like a terrorist attack happened like 10 years ago and it kind of turned the whole country to shit where like the president is like a tyrant at this point and there's an election coming up. Uh, but each, each of, uh, uh, run through, you play through, you like, based off what you do, things can happen. Like, so you're going through like this desert down road 96 and like you run into like these same, like cast of characters over and over again. Um, and sometimes you might go through an event, and you might not run into this character, but the next time you play through it, you might play through again. And each, each time you run into them, it's different. It's all like I said, procedurally generated how it's going to happen, how it could happen. And uh, so, like, and like, based off of like what you do, what things you decide, like, uh, so you have like a health bar and you have money you can earn, and there's things you can do. Like, oh, I, I can I found this code to break into this guy's, uh, like his his office. And there's $46 in here. I could steal it. Uh, you know, you steal it. Or you can vandalize these, um, um, political posters or, it's like, I you do kind of like makes tiny, uh, uh, changes to like, get basically kind of gives you that telltale thing where like this will have an effect on what you do, blah, blah, blah. And you have this health bar that will go up and down based off what you do, like, and if you, how you want to spend your money, how you want to use resources. And there's like different things you can do. Like you can, you can figure out how to like you can get this like thing that you can like a uh, thing you can use a lock pick or you can uh certain things can do to, like kickstart we like you get better at like unlocking like uh, dialogue options or your chances of, like you can ask somebody for food and they'll tell you if you ask for food you got a forty five percent chance to get food from somebody. And the food will raise your health bar. But slowly over time, depending on what you decide to do, your health bar will go up and down. So if you want to like hitchhike down this road, um you can run into this shitty cast characters that like, so basically the way like a, a, a run can end is you get arrested or you die. Hmm. Uh, and eventually the, the grand scheme is you want to get to the, the border and I assume cross it. Um, but, uh, and if you, if you die or you get arrested, I, so I played one run through, I got arrested and i had to start over again. Um, and, uh, like a couple times, a couple things I said to do was like, Oh, I want to hitchhike. Well, I lost like, you have like six bars on your health bar. I lost a couple bars uh, for. Oh no! I, I wanted to walk, so I walked, and um, I lost a couple health bars. But like, I asked somebody for food. They gave me some food, so I got a, a couple health bars back. So it's kind of like a balancing act of like, you want to have these resources, um, but you want you want to have money, but you also want to resources. And you are going to balance this act. And as you like keep running through and like doing these options with these characters, you learn more about them. You learn more about the world. You like learn how to play the game better and like how to like like, what you need to be doing to, like, figure out, okay, like, this event, like, I can do this thing. The thing I said to that got me arrested is, like, I can either, like, so, like, I broke into this building with these two characters, mm-hmm. and I can turn on them, uh, and save myself, keep my, my run going, or I can, you know, you know, uh, potentially get caught, and there's a chance for me to get away, very slim chance, or I could, like, get caught, but, like I I'll learn some new information uh if I if I let them keep if I keep distracting this guard or whatever. And I learned some new information. I got caught, I got arrested, whatever. But now I know this event's gonna happen and substantial like uh, the things information I learned, I could, I know this thing's gonna happen here at this at this time. Um shit like that. So the only biggest problem was so this isn't a switch issue. I like I was I was like, Oh fuck. I was playing it, I'm like I mean, like, I wish this was, like, a more powerful console. But it comes to find, this is an issue on PC where, like, it's just not running very well. Okay. Um, It's just the loading times are terrible. Like, I'm talking, like, 30, 40 seconds to load each next event. Um, And then, uh, not just each run, just, like, to get to the next chapter of the next section of your run. Uh, And then, like, when you, like, when, like, characters are, like, walking, like if you're having a conversation, you could pick dialogue options, but the dialogue options are next to them when you're talking to them. But like, as they're walking, the dialogue options are like moving. So you're literally trying to like pick your option you want to choose as the dialogue option is moving with them. Or like, if you're trying to do something like really quickly and like hectically, like I'm trying to like okay the, the event where I'm like, I got 60 seconds to escape this room or get caught when I got arrested, and it's like I need to do these things, but it's like I gotta like. I gotta be fast, but also, like, I gotta slow down because, like, I'm trying to click on the thing to do, like, to click right. the option to do that thing. And it's like, I'm struggling to, like, do, click all these options, but also, you gotta do them quickly. You don't have time to fuck around. So that's what caused me to, like, you know, it so says, yeah, 60 seconds, so I'm gonna try and do this shit. And I got caught, and it was just like, fuck. It's like, it's frustrating because, like, you gotta be fast, but it's also, like, these options are moving, but also, you're trying to move at a fast pace. And then I'm just walking around the world to, like, doing the twin stick, like, turning around. Like the frame rate is so bad, like it was making me like almost nauseous a little bit. Ooh. Like that's how like bad the frame rate is. So it's like, I really like the premise of this game. I'm enjoying it. I want to play more of it, but it's like I almost want to wait to see if maybe there's gonna be. I want to look it up for and see if there's gonna be some updates coming. And like I said, this isn't a Switch issue. This is just a game issue. Like this is an issue, and some of the reviews I was reading about because uh, I wanted to look it up. I'm like, like is this is this a Switch thing or is this like. A, a game thing and this is a game thing where it's just not running great it's not, it's playing better on the PC but it's it's an issue across the board uh, but I like it so far it's 20 bucks uh, I, would, I would say wait like maybe look into it a little bit more and maybe like look to see there's going to be I'm going to um, look to see if there's some uh, updates coming soon but another game that I, I started playing today that I have really got into Gables and we talked about last week is, that the, is actually I didn't realize this so this was at last week's indie event uh, the Nintendo mm-hmm. Indies event we were talking about and this game, I was like, I really want to check this game out. But I was like, it was like 20 bucks. I'm like, ah, oh, well, I got other games I want to play. I didn't realize this game. It's on Game Pass. It's a game mm-hmm. called Boyfriend Dungeons. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend Dungeon. Uh, so what this game is, it's basically kind of like Hades in a way. Uh, the combat is nowhere near as good as, as the Hades, though. Like, the combat in that game is fucking awesome. Right. Uh, so the, basically what this game is, is a roguelike dating sim <laughs> where you... You, uh, so in this world, you go to like this place called, I think it's like Verona beach is the name of this town. And I put a couple hours in this now. Um, this is the game I, that i of all the games I played today, bouncing around between these games. This is the game I put the most time into by far. Um, and so you're like on Verona beach. You're this kid. You don't, it's all like, it's like a dating sim. So it's like first uh, point of view kind of shit. And you, you're, you move into town, uh, you have your cousin, um, and it's kind of like a, a gay dating sim as well uh, where uh, you like you've never been on a date before so he's like trying to set you up on these dates so if you're phone and like you you do a lot of text messaging and you like you like so you go into like this mall and basically there's monsters in this world and like you go in the mall and like you're like going through floors so mm-hmm. like and continue on if you die then you have to go up, you start over again um, but what's interesting about this is that all the people you're dating can also turn into weapons cables <laughs> uh so i want to well I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up my phone here i want to make sure i find all some of the people i have met i haven't met all of them yet uh, there's more but um so there's sunder who is uh he is kind of like he's got a fucking eight pack uh and a beautiful hair for days uh who is he is like um, his sword is like it's 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 like a it's like a short it's like a sh- it's not a dagger but it's not like a it's kind of like a regular sword I guess, uh. But like as you like date these people and unlock new levels of like, like charming and interest love interest in these, like you unlock certain things like summon like some, so like Sunder as you upgrade his weapon, like certain things will like if when you hit enemies like it does more damage like time, more damage over time to them. Right. Uh. And like in this mall, you're fighting like weird. Like it's like you said. Like they talk about like you're fighting like your worst fears. So like in this, like you're fighting TVs and cell phones and like uh, uh, tell like a random fucking telephone. Like it was some weird shit. Like it was fucking wild. Okay, I don't have a good way to explain this shit. It's just the shit you're you're you're, you're fighting up against. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying it's a great fucking time. Uh, but in between this, uh, like you you're going down. And you're like fighting in this like this mall. That's the dungeon essentially. But as you're fighting through the dungeon, you like you increase your like l- like love interest level with these characters. But also, you go on dates with these characters in between the fighting. Um, and you're like, I'm I'm not gonna lie, Gables, I'm being a little hoe. I'm dating them all. <laughs> I'm bouncing around between all of them. So there's Sunder who you meet as well in the game. Uh, Val- Valerie who you meet who um, I know they say a gentleman never tells, but Gables. I got it. I got I got in there. Got in there, Gables. I got in there with Valerie. Very proud of it. She is a dagger, by the way. Uh <laughs> This game's so stupid, but it's so fun. I don't know why I'm loving this game, but it's a fucking blast. I really like this game. But she's a da- she turns into a dagger, which you use these weapons to fight with down in the fucking dungeon. And after each after you beat the the level you can like change between the weapons. And like you like like I said you and you also gain levels as well, um, uh for you for your individual character. But like you text messages with them, and each of them have own, own personalities, and like you're trying to like balance these, and like you're going on dates with them, and, like you're doing certain things, you can give them gifts. Um, there is a character named Seven. He is a laser saber. I haven't had the chance to use him yet. I just unlocked. I just had my first date with him. Right. Uh, he didn't seem too interested in me though. Um, I, he's actually a, uh, he's part of a Korean boy band, which I had I didn't know was banned, and he was very upset by that. And I don't know if he wants a second date. <laughs> I hope so, because uh, he's he's a handsome fellow, Gables, uh, and also he seems like a cool weapon. Um, but he was very upset that I didn't understand uh, that he was in a band. Um, there's a couple other characters you meet that aren't weapons. There's one character that you meet that like his name is Eric, and there's a little controversy around this game. It kind of popped up where like there is like I mean it's a shit that's in real life and it's kind of it's really it's not obviously it's pretty shitty shit but it's like people just don't understand no means no kind of stuff or like people just can't keep harassing and hounding you stuff like that grooming all that shit so like they actually went in over the week and like added like a through an update like a patch like where it's like hey there's gonna be some some shit in there like ex- to expect uh and so there is one character that you meet um that you go on a date with and um seems totally normal at the beginning and then like he's just he does not understand that no means no and he shows up at a party he she he'll like send you gifts he'll text you co- constantly even though you tell him and you can like play along and you can still like him um he also s- sells weapons as well um so it's up to you if you want to keep that interest going and but it's like i've been like dude you're kind of a creep you go fuck away and he like he just doesn't go away he keeps, like, harassing you. He left me a rose on my front doorstep. Uh, it's very creepy. It's very weird. I don't like it. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's been a, a controversy of the game. Um, but doesn't uh, really bother me. It's very creepy. Don't get me wrong. But it's also, like, I know other guys. I know guys that are like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to laugh at it, Like, it's a funny way. Like, no. Like, I'm, like, like no. That's very realistic. Like, I, I know people that are like this. They don't understand, like... That person's not interested. You probably just leave them fuck alone. Um, but um, yeah, like it's definitely like cool and like interesting. Like all the char- different characters, like and they're like different styles and like personalities and like like you can like any time uh, you can like say I'm interested in with these characters and like kind of move on and like you, you can date all of them. You can pick one or two or a few of them. Um, I got a, I got a few I'm interested in. Um, I had a. Um one of my dates with Sunder, her uh his friend told me that uh don't he is he's not a good person. Like he uh he's not a good boyfriend, he's not a good person, stay away from him. But he's just so mysterious and he's got an APAC gable, so I gotta understand. I gotta get in there, you know? Gotta get in there. I gotta <laughs> I gotta figure out what's going on with this guy. And also he's a he's a really good weapon, so I don't wanna fuck that up. And then there's like another guy, um oh, I forgot his name. But he is like he's a like kind of a rich guy. He's got money. Uh, he's, he's actually my favorite one to play as. Uh, I just, I'm not, I'm just not interested. I'm just kind of using him Cause he's like, he's a good weapon, you know, but, um, Valerie, she's a dagger. She's not my favorite weapon to play as, but man, Valerie. Oh man. She's uh she's my favorite right now. Give us and I got in there, you know, I'm really proud of myself for that one. <laughs> so, um, I'm on level three with her. The other ones I'm like level two. Um, but I think level six is like the cap you can get to, like love interest. But I'm okay. really liking that game a lot. I don't know, what, I can't believe it. And like the, the gameplay, like going in, so like kind of going into the gameplay of it, it's it's very basic. Like you have like a light attack, you have a heavy attack, you have a dodge roll you can do, and then like you have like you can heal. Um, you have like but you only have like so many. You can only hold like three healing items at a time. Right. Uh, and then you have like a special attack you can do, like you click the archery, but you can only have three of those at a time. You start off with like a fireball, but then like you can actually like. So you can actually like change your character's like clothing, and this game you can actually like craft new materials and stuff you can like that. Um, like so, you can craft gifts to give the people, and like your gifts, you are gonna love or hate them, depending on like you just got to know the personalities if they like that gift or not. And then um, you can also like make you can also like find new abilities as well. So like the next one, a special ability I got, I can actually put my names And Like I said, each uh, uh, possible partner in this game. Uh, as you level up, their love interest with them, it unlocks new abilities. Like I said, like Sunder. Like uh, as I attack them, it does affect damage later on. Um, Valerie, she's the dagger. Uh, she can actually like cause the enemies uh, to be confused as they get close to you, which then they get confused and then like, they're kind of stunned for a few seconds, and you can do some damage to them. Uh, the cool thing is though, as if you die, you don't just start the whole like mall over again. Right. You you can go back to the level you you died at. So oh, like God. I think I got to like level eleven. Now, I think there's multiple dungeons. I don't know how many levels are in each, each dungeon. So like I'm in the mall dungeon. It's the first one. I think I'm on level eleven of that or floor eleven. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's very the, the gameplay is it's it can be challenging, but it's it's also simplistic at the same time. But like the 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 real crust uh, of this game is the the storyline and the characters and the dating part of it but like it's a, it's actually a pretty fun decent uh roguelike as well um uh, but yeah i'm really enjoying this game i'm having a lot of fun with it um i think of the these three games i talked about uh this would be the one i'm gonna keep playing it as of right now uh you know i i, I definitely want to want to play more open road 96 but i want to wait for an update 12 minutes, we'll wait and see. Also, the Black Panther update for Marvel Adventures just came out as well. Haven't got you to start that yet. So uh, It's going to be a pretty jam-packed couple of weeks for me, as far as gaming goes. But, uh, Gables, I think it's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you like this, check us out everywhere. We are on where wherever podcasts can be served. Uh, we are on it. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, share is probably the thing you can do to help us the most. Um, but also, you know, five stars thumbs ups uh, subscriptions follows whatever you can do we really would appreciate it um but yeah thank you guys i was just I was tyler
1: and i have been colonel gables until next week everyone play yourself some fun games and thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast thank you gables. yep too sweet too sweet man bye guys see ya